Listen. Those are the drums of liberty. And those drums hate corruption. In the past two decades, our nation has become increasingly corrupt. Let's find out how so on today's Liberty Minute. Welcome to the Theory to Action podcast, where we examine the timeless treasures of wisdom from the great books in less time to help you take action immediately and ultimately to create and lead a flourishing life. Now, here's your host, David Kaiser. Hello, I am David, and welcome back to this Liberty Minute. If the American Republic falls by the way of the Roman Republic, and it morphs and transforms into what is probably going to become the American Empire with no constitutional framework, then historians will look back and will ask, what happened? And the one place they will look is the rotting corruption at the core of American culture, and especially in our nation's capital. And nobody has done a better job and offers a better description of that corruption than Peter Schweitzer and his many books on this topic going all the way back to 2013 when Schweitzer wrote Extortion, How Politicians Extract Your Money, Buy Votes, and Line Their Own Pockets. Then in 2016, Schweitzer again told us through incredible reporting about Clinton Cash, the untold story of how and why foreign governments and businesses helped to make Bill and Hillary rich. Now, as a side note to this book, one should investigate if Pope Francis used funds from what is known as Peter's Pence to help fund Hillary Clinton's 2016 election. As a side note, Peter Pence is a name given to a fund, a financial support fund, that is uh, essentially done by the Holy Father. It's a sign for the faithful to share in the, the Holy Father's wishes on the many different needs of the universal church. And then the Holy Father guides those dollars towards, usually he dedicates it for a certain month towards a certain particular part of the world or or just something that's on his heart. And traditionally, I uh, looking up this Peter Spence, I didn't know all this in researching it, but in 1871, this comes from Wikipedia, which is not always the most reliable source, source of truth, but uh, it will do in this case. I think they're close to the truth here. Uh, in 1871, Pope Pius IX formalized the practice of lay members of the church and other persons of goodwill, providing financial support to the Roman See. So the modern Peter's Pence proceeds are used by the Pope for philanthropic works throughout the world and for administrative cost of the Vatican State. So getting back to Hillary Clinton's 2016 campaign, if Pope Francis, if there is evidence that he 
contributed the funds of Peter's Pence to her campaign. It would put Pope Francis in the realm of the disturbing realm of one of the most political popes in the history of the papacy. He would probably then rival Pope Urban VIII, who was Pope way back in 1623 to 1644. Thank you, Wikipedia. Um, Wikipedia did not tell me this, but his papacy was a complete disaster. Uh, he involved the church in many wars that didn't need to be involved in. He ran up huge debts trying to pay for the soldiers. And after his death, his family was run out of town by large mobs of people upon hearing of how bad Pope Urban was. Plus, he botched the whole Galileo affair, which many believe was because the Pope was very vindictive, personally vindictive, and Galileo had written badly about him in his book. But I mention all this in the same breath as Urban VIII because he was bad enough. But again, if pro proven, Pope Francis would be would have to be thrust into that category. But enough on the side note. Let's get back on task. Peter Schweitzer then in 2019 started what I'm calling the, tri the triumphant. The three best books... I believe Peter has written so far 2019. He penned a great book, secret empires, which I have read how the American political class hides corruption and enriches family and friends that will turn your stomach. Then in 2020 profiles and corruption, abuse of power by America's progressive elite. And then finally we get to tonight's book and review red handed, how American Elites get rich helping China win. So immediately you begin to think, who are these elites that Peter Schweitzer is talking about? Well, let me disappoint you. It's both political parties, Democrat and Republican. It's folks on Capitol Hill. Again, both parties. It's folks in Silicon Valley. It's folks on Wall Street, it's diplomats. It even goes back to the Bush dynasty. It even goes north to the Trudeau dynasty. And it's especially through higher education, and it's most especially with the current occupant of the White House. So let's go to the book for our first pull quote. Quote, as we will see, too many of America's political, tech, and financial elites share an infatuation with dictatorship. They seem quite content with and indeed even endorse the notion that we should trust people to pick their breakfast cereal, but not their government leaders. They believe the Beijing dictatorship is more efficient and even a better system overall than representative democracy. Their endorsements are often quoted by Chinese government media. In short, American elites are granting legitimacy to the Chinese government and are rewarded with large financial deals. Some prominent figures will point to a negative statement they have made about the Beijing, Beijing regime as the evidence that they're tough on China. 
but this is largely a diversion. To be clear, Beijing does not require American collaborators to toe the party line. Beijing pragmatically accepts some level of public criticism from the elites with whom it is working. Here's the key point. The idea is known as, quote, big help with little bad mouth, unquote. Tolerating some dissent and criticism from its foreign partners is wise because it maintains their partner's cloak of credibility in the eyes of the American public. As long as these elites deliver on key policies and actions that will benefit the regime, some criticism is acceptable. So who exactly are these American elites? Indeed, if not in word, wittingly or unwittingly, promote the dictatorial Beijing regime. Some of the most prominent names in big tech, Wall Street and American politics figure into this story. This book will bring into focus what many of us have known anecdotally for decades. Leading Americans have collaborated extensively with a brutal regime for personal gain. End of quote. Now we could go through every one of these corrupt elites, but frankly, after reading this book and so many of Schweitzer, others, other books over the last five years, it's frankly so depressing and it will turn your stomach. So I'm not going to almost make you vomit in your mouth or bore you with the naming of names, but that's exactly what Peter does. He names names. They're Republican, they're Democrats, they're conservatives, they're progressives. They're part of Wall Street, Silicon Valley, the media, and higher education. But let, let's go back to the book to dig a little deeper to see where this corruption is going. Quote, we do not have to go into a full history of the Chinese Communist Party regime to see Beijing's true colors and ultimate motives. They are currently on display in Xinjiang province, where they are violently repressing millions. President Xi Jinping regime has set up re-education camps or, quote, free hospital treatment for the masses with sick thinking, as Beijing calls them. The CCP justified the camps because of a series of violent attacks by extremists in the region. President Z ordered his security apparatus to carry out a, quote, smashing and obliterating offensive, according to leaked documents. Round up everyone who should be rounded up, even grandparents and family members who seemed too old to carry out violence could not be spared. The result is the largest mass incarceration of an ethnic religious minority since, get this, the Second World War. Beijing also sanctions the forcible harvesting of the body organs of detained political and religious prisoners. An international tribunal in London headed by Sir Geoffrey Nice, who led the prosecution of war criminal Slobodan Milosevic, had laid out volumes of evidence, including the testimony of doctors who have been forced to perform these procedures. Beijing's suppression of the COVID-19 warnings has impacted human lives and economy and economies worldwide. 
On December 30th, 2019, a Chinese medical doctor named Li Wen Lang commented to colleagues about a new and aggressive virus. When he did so on a chat app, he was detained by the Public Security Bureau, who charged that he had severely disturbed the social order. By the end of January 2020, after becoming increasingly ill from the virus, he posted the letter that he had been forced to sign in on Weibo, a massive public Chinese public messaging website. This is how his nation in the world learned about the true danger of the COVID virus. Other brave Chinese doctors and journalists who tried to alert the world about the virus disappeared at the hands of the Beijing regime, which was more concerned about its political viability than the health of its people, or for that matter, the health of people around the world. Beijing continues to take a position of non-cooperation in global efforts to find out the true origins of the virus. End of quote. So we all know President Biden and his whole family have been in the back pocket of China since Joe Biden was vice president. That's not shocking to anyone, even to Democrats. But let's go to the book to discuss, to discuss that very to- topic. Quote, you all heard that Trump said Biden's son has security companies all over the world, the speaker said in a smooth, elegant Mandarin voice. But who helped Biden's son build his global companies? The question came from a slender Chinese academic named Di Dongzheng as he stood in front of a large audience in Shanghai. It was November 28, 2020, just weeks after the U.S. presidential election. Beyond the hundreds who had gathered in the auditorium, many more watched the streamed version online, courtesy of Gua Video, an influential Chinese nationalist website. D is more than a random academic. As an associate dean at Renmin University, an elite institute in Beijing that boasts prominent alumni high in the Communist Party and government, including Politburo members and ambassadors, he sits near the center of power. D has also worked with the Chinese government's official propaganda organs to spread pro-Beijing material in the United States, including Washington, D.C. The speech was part of a prestigious forum that featured talks by Chinese luminaries, such as the former directors general of the Asian Developmental Bank and of the International Department of China's Central Bank. And here's where it gets interesting. Going back to the book, quote, D's remarks struck a nerve. The crowd, no doubt, including high-ranking Communist Party officials, were actively engaged. They smiled and laughed and applauded as he discussed the global stage in Chinese, China's influence in the United States. D noted that Beijing had, quote, old friends inside America's core circle of power, mentioning Wall Street in particular as a strong ally. He reassured the audience that the Beijing that Beijing could settle issues with people, quote, at the top in the United States. When asked that question rhetorically about Biden's son deals, the audience laughed knowingly. Quote, there are indeed buy and sell transactions involved here, D added. So I think at this particular time, it is of strategic and technical value 
for us to show goodwill. Dee's comments about Chinese influence among elites in the United States were unusually candid for a Chinese official in public, direct and on the nose. The fact that he referenced Chinese commercial dealings with the Biden family, which I first exposed in 2018, was particularly surprising. Apparently, they surprised Beijing, too, which promptly removed the speech from the country's social media platforms after it started to go viral. The answer to Dee's question is that financiers with close ties to the highest levels of Chinese intelligent Chinese intelligence helped Hunter Biden build or join several global companies. There are important reasons for Beijing to want their commercial ties with the Biden family to remain obscured. The greater puzzle is why would the Biden family want commercial ties to China? Could Hunter Biden not trade in his last name to open doors in less authoritarian countries? End of quote. Indeed, that is a great question. Why China? It's as if they know they are corrupt. They know the Chinese government is corrupt. And they're going to put it out in the open. As if to say to the American people, what are you going to do? Stop us? Or as the big guy often says, come on, man. Just come on, man. Let's go back to the book for the final quote and the damning evidence. Quote, Chinese officials have cultivated these commercial ties for more than a decade. Other Biden family members have happily pursued financial relationships, too, eager to cash in with lucrative deals. Since I first broke the story about the ties in 2018, I've gained access to gained access to an abundance of new documentary evidence. In short, the the new evidence makes clear that the Biden family received some $31 million from Chinese businessmen with very close ties to the highest levels of Chinese intelligence during and after Joe Biden's tenure as vice president. Indeed, as of this writing, some of those financial relationships remain intact. One is struck by the extraordinary concentration of intelligence ties by the business people making these deals with the Bidens. These ties reach the highest levels of Chinese intelligence, including the former head of the Ministry of State Security, the head of the Foreign Intelligence Recruitment for Chinese Intelligence, and a cluster of united front organizations used for intelligence operations in the West. We will later learn of the significance of these United Front organizations, something President Xi and other communist officials considered a, quote, magic weapon in their struggle against the West, end of quote. Now, Peter has done a ton, or Peter has a ton of other evidence. And you can certainly check that out in the book. But that was the most obvious I would think anywhere from 70-80% of the American public, if asked, and they were honest, they would say that they understand that the President Biden is has major ties, and he certainly has done something with his son, even though he denies it. But in a spirit of bipartisanship here, 
Let's not think that the GOP is all pure. GOP Senate leader Mitch McConnell is another corrupt member of the D.C. elite cobble. Let's go back to the book for this. In 1993, months after Senator Mitch McConnell and his wife Elaine Chow were married, the senator from Kentucky found himself in Beijing. But this was no typical honeymoon. He was traveling with his wife and new father-in-law, James Chow. And they had a series of private meetings with senior Chinese officials, including Zhang Zemin. President Zhang and James Chow had been classmates in China decades earlier. The meetings were a major publicity coup for Beijing. Tiananmen Square had happened years earlier, and few American political figures were visiting the country. McConnell was only the second Republican U.S. senator to do so. The meetings had a commercial component, too. According to the Chinese government media, McConnell and the Chow family, quote, arrived in Beijing at the invitation of the Chinese state shipbuilding corporation. That massive government-owned entity would play a central role in the rise of the McConnell Chow family fortune. For the next several decades, forest foremost maritime, the Chow family shipping empire would see its fleet expand and its customers in mainland China grow. Senator McConnell has been at the pinnacle of American power for decades. He has served as the Senate majority leader and leads the Republicans in that august body. At the fact that McConnell's wife, Elaine Chow, has served in the cabinets of two U.S. presidents, George W. Bush and Donald Trump, and you have Washington's consummate power couple. While Senator Dianne Feinstein has been remarkably pro-Beijing in her public statements about China, and let me stop here, the previous chapter was all about Senator Feinstein, so you can check out her corruption in the book. But getting back to Senator McConnell, Senator McConnell's statements have been more balanced, but let there be no doubt. The senator from Kentucky and his wife enjoy some of the deepest and most abiding ties to Beijing-linked entities of anyone in Washington, D.C. Big help with little bad mouth seems to be alive and well. As I recounted in my earlier book, Secret Empires, McConnell and Chow can count on a gift, can count a gift they received from Elaine's father, James Chow, as the single largest contributor to their personal wealth. He built his fortune in the shipping business, and a key ingredient to that success of his company has been the good relations with the Beijing government and Chinese state-linked shipping companies. Chinese human rights activists in the, in the United States have long worried about these ties and how they might be influencing McConnell and Chow's views towards China. Quote, I worry about Elaine Chow's business relationships with communist China, said the late Harry Wu, a scholar at the Hoover Institution at Stanford University. The ties with the Beijing regime are well known in the small world of international shipping. As the shipping industry publication Trade Winds states, quote, industry players describe Foremost Maritime as a low-profile shipping company with strong ties to China. They also say it has links with both the U.S. and Chinese governments, end of quote. And again, 
we're only scratching the surface of all of Peter's books. And like we said in the beginning, both parties are guilty here, Democrat and Republican. And it's folks on Capitol Hill. And the number of lobbyists that serve in Congress that then turn around and lobby on behalf of the Chinese government is mind-boggling. You will read about them page after page. And then chapter after chapter is Silicon Valley. It's Wall Street. It's diplomats. It's the Bush and Trudeau administrations. And it's almost all the folks throughout higher education, especially in the Ivy Leagues. Most corruption. So in today's Liberty Minute, let us be thankful for Peter's reporting on the subject for the last 10 years. Reform will not come from Washington, D.C. In fact, most in Washington, D.C. detest the American public. They are the elites. We are their peasants. And let's be clear, Washington will not reform itself. It's a cesspool. The only reform and all of this corruption will be coming from we, the people. Thank you for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this Theory to Action podcast. Be sure to check out our show page at teammojoacademy.com, where we have everything we discussed in this podcast, as well as other great resources. Until next time, keep getting your mojo on. Are you a voracious reader who yearns for a deeper understanding of your favorite books? Or perhaps you're a busy professional seeking to enrich your knowledge, but short on time. The Mojo Academy 2.0 is your perfect solution. Our revamped service now includes beautifully designed monthly written reviews and PDF format to accompany our popular audio reviews. These aren't just summaries. These are comprehensive and insightful explorations of each book, packed with the actual quotes from the book to enhance your understanding. With usually six to nine pages per review, they are perfect reference tools to take your learning to the next level. Get your free Mojo Academy review in written format at teammojoacademy.com or click on today's show notes for that free link. Again, teammojoacademy.com or click on today's show notes and you will see the link for the free written review. Get yours today.